Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So you've got me for the day and I'll be talking stuff from the week, <clears throat> certainly from the week it was recorded. I'll also be talking uh, any TV, movies or games that have been going on and uh, yeah, anything else really. While I've got you, if I can just trouble you for one minute... Uh, if you could consider subscribing wherever you get your podcast, it would be amazing. Uh, we really appreciate anybody that does take the time to subscribe. Uh, it does mean a lot to us. So, yes, there's that. And now let's get on with this. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Hello. Are you there? Can you hear me? <clears throat> Good, if you can hear me. Wonderful. Um, how are you doing? How's your week? How's your week been? Has it been a good week? Um, my week has not been a good week. I'm sure that surprises a lot of people, being the uh, happy, jolly soul that I usually am for me to not have a good week um, I've, I've been I've been not very well um, no not the virus although possibly a virus um I think go, going back like a couple of years ago, at the time the whole sort of pandemic and stuff started, before it all started, I have this vivid memory of um, talking quite a lot for what seemed like months about being ill. Um, been ill all this time. Um, and I've got written on here that. <clears throat> I've been ill for over a week but I think at this point it's n nearly two weeks um, I am unfortunately probably in um, the my, my I don't know what word I was trying to say there in the majority no, minority of people um, who saw some benefits to certain aspects of a global pandemic. Um, some of those benefits include mask wearing when people are uh, unwell and um, people staying away from one another when they're not well. Something that I um, firmly believe should be uh, encouraged more. You know, we've all been in that situation where you're at work and there's somebody there at work and all you can think is, why is this person at work? They're clearly too sick to be here. Why are they here? Um, there's a story I always tell about um, being at work 
and working with somebody who was really unwell and um, it was actually myself and Paul from all, all, all other podcasts that we do um, were very much in the camp of why are you here you should not be here you are clearly very unwell you definitely shouldn't be here um, this went on for like a day or so and then um, I got I got the sickness that this person had and it was awful I seemed to think I was off work for like a week it was horrendous and all I could ever think at the time was why would somebody come to work with this knowingly passing it on to, to other people absolute insanity um, I'm very much in the camp of people should should be actively encouraged to stay at home uh, especially in a, in a potential working from home situation there is absolutely no reason for people to go into offices now um, if they are unwell um, so I saw some small benefits to certain aspects um, obviously now is the situation where everybody's back out in the world um, I think I'm probably again in a minority of people that continue to wear masks when out and about and uh, with people getting back out in the world and getting back out and mixing together uh, it's it's a free-for-all for all the germs um, so I've had this I don't know what, I, I don't know what to tell you it is one minute one minute it's a cold the next minute it feels like it's got flu symptoms the next minute it's like coughing uh, I will reiterate at this point in time it is not the virus um, just yet another pointless cold is what I would say um, but I'm pretty sure it started Tuesday but I'm, I'm thinking now that tomorrow being Tuesday that probably marks two weeks because at this point in time I don't feel, feel touch wood I don't feel anywhere near as bad as I did but I've still, it, it seems to come in waves. Like when I get up on a morning, I feel rubbish. Um, all bunged up, all dry throat, all sorts of stuff. Then, like, <clears throat> you know, I'm like, I'm okay to go and run. It doesn't stop me doing stuff like that. And by the time I get back from a run, it's like, uh, I feel slightly better than I did. And then sometimes, like, you know, in the afternoon, it's like, oh, I feel a bit rubbish. And then some evenings, it's like, oh, I feel a bit rubbish. But then there are these, like, bouts of feeling fine. Like, what is this? And why is it taking so long? Um, I don't know. 
I don't know if it's anything to do with like the increased amount that uh, we as a family have been going swimming. Um, I've always been a big believer that a lot of germs come from swimming. I always seem to get, I always used to seem to get sick um, after going swimming in a variety of different ways. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I mean, you can hear, you know, I sound a little bit bunged up. Um, but there's obviously some some sort of like you know frog situation in the throat area. Um, who knows what this might be? Um, as I said, it's not been the best weeks. I lost a family member this week um, and I want to say this uh, up front um, out of respect to my family um, I'm not going to give a lot of details um, I'm not going to say uh, who it was um, or how um, how that family re member relates to me um, however uh, it is something that has happened to me in the last week uh, and to my family in the last week so I wanted to discuss that side of things and I wanted to discuss how um, how I have dealt and coped with it which has not been well um, what, I, what I want to say is I don't deal with death well um, but it's one of those things that I imagine that uh, there isn't a single person out there that deals with death well um, I, I have this thing that I never know what what to say or the right thing to say or um, really how to deal with it um, I was thinking about it earlier and I was like you know I, I can you know I can go through all the people that I've known in my life um, who have died and I um I carry all of those people with me in some way um, and <sighs> this this one's been tough this one's been difficult this one has been hard um, I keep like running through my head like, um, what is it like the s seven stages of grief? Is it? Um, and I just keep doing the if the seven stages of grief and anger is only one of them, why is the only one I feel anger? Um, I've been through the I should have done this, I should have done that, I should have done the other. Um, I feel like I let 
this member of my family down. I feel like I let other members of my family down. I have always felt I should have done more. Um, I feel for my other family members. I can't imagine how other people are affected by certain things it has been a difficult time for everybody um, and I take today as an example all I wanted to do today was not do any of the things that I did today um, to a degree uh, this uh, it, it's been nearly a week um, and I personally don't feel that I have dealt with it but I also feel that it's not okay to have not dealt with it to some degree by now so um, I, I, I logged on to work today even though the last thing I wanted to do was to log on at work and a couple of people were sort of like, you know, should should you be working today? And I was like, I don't feel like I can't. It's like, oh, you know, you should take take as much time as you need. You need to get yourself right and all this. And it's like, but I just end up feeling guilty, which makes me feel worse. And at this point in time, I don't need to feel any worse than I already do. Because I don't feel that's going to help me. So instead, I'll log on and, and, and do work um, took me a long time to get out of bed took me a long time to go out the door to run took me a long time to take the dog for a walk I found through this process that all I, all I feel like I want to do is lie on the sofa and then I feel, I feel bad and I feel guilty and I feel like that's the, the last thing I should be doing. And what I should be doing is something productive, pro proactive, all of those sorts of things. So then I'm like, well, I should do, I should do a job or I should do something that, that helps or... And I don't... I don't know what I'm supposed to do how I'm supposed to deal with it and I suppose I, you know I think it's that word supposed to how am I supposed to deal with it I don't know I don't think anybody knows I suppose I suppose I'm the only person that would know that but my my reaction is I want to I want to sleep and I want to lie on the sofa and I want to watch Marvel movies and I want to play computer games and part of me feels like that would just be what my life would be like if I didn't have any responsibilities like work and family and <clears throat> things like that so that always leans into that that negative 
space. Um, so then that must surely be a bad thing. I don't... I don't know. It's been... a tough week. And I don't feel like it's getting any better. And I don't think that's good. Anyway, that is that is that, and we shall move on. We shall talk about some other stuff. Um, I was listening to a podcast. Shocking, I know. I don't often have much to do with podcasts. Ha 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 ha! I was listening to. Um, I'll tell you which one it was. That was the Always Sunny. Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. Um, which I wasn't <clears throat> wasn't overly sure if I was going to actually bother with. Um, but I, I'm kind of glad that I have. Um, it's been reasonably entertaining. And um, the ba- basically the premise of the podcast is that they uh, are working through all 15 series of the show and talking about what it was like to make the episodes. And they've made it up to series three. Um, <clears throat> and this loosely ties to something else. I, another podcast I was listening to. So... There was a point where they were saying they, they made it to Series 3. And they were talking about the first episode of Series 3. And they were like, uh, yeah, it was the, the first time that they got an office. And a writing office. <clears throat> and it was the first time that they got an assistant. I was like, oh, you know, going up in the world. So they were talking about what it was like to have an assistant. And they were like, oh. <clears throat> the assistant was like, is there anything that you want? here for when you get here in the morning and they were like uh coffee like maybe you could go to starbucks and get us a coffee like get us coffees and they were like then they'd turn up the next day and they'd walk into the office and they'd be handed a coffee and i heard this and went i need an assistant Because the sound of that sounds absolutely amazing. So, hold that in your thoughts. I was then listening to another podcast. Again, I'll let you know which if you like. I was listening to Two Bears, One Cave. uh, And Bert was talking about his joy journal. Uh, And he was talking about, like, you, you write stuff down in it that... <clears throat> makes you happy so if there are times that you feel down you can look at the list of things that of things that make you feel happy uh, and then you can do one of those things and then it'll make you feel happy and on uh, like on the other side you can write down things that you know don't make you happy like things that would 
initially seem like they would make you happy but actually don't um so staying in bed like initially you're like oh that sounds amazing but you know that you won't feel better from it um and it's like yeah it kind of kind of makes sense and initially when he started talking about this joy journal i was like this sounds silly let's say but the more he went on the more he was talking about it, i was like not a bad idea and i know that um I know certain people take the time out of uh, their lives at sort of New Year to write down their goals for the year. Apparently, it's a it's a super uh, positive and you know it really really focuses you on your goals. So I started thinking about all all three of those things smashed together, um, and I was like. Would I be able to make a list of the things that make me happy, the things that I do, that I enjoy, that make me happy? Would I be able to make a list of things that I know don't make me happy? Um, if I was to write down a list of goals for myself, what would be the first one? And the realisation that the first one would be get an assistant. But all of these things put together have made me sort of think um, long and hard about some of these things. You know, what are the things that make me happy? What are the things that I can do to make myself happier? What are the things that I shouldn't be doing with my time? Those things that I look back and go, eh, that probably wasn't the best thing to do. And <clears throat> maybe there's something to it. Maybe it's, you know, at the age of nearly 42 years old, maybe it's time to start setting some goals, setting some objectives, setting things that I want to achieve. You know, I think we can agree number one, get an assistant. The thing about the thing about this whole thing is all I want is somebody that will bring me coffee. But there are two initial flaws stroke downfalls to this. Number one, I don't have the money to pay an assistant. Number two, I don't even have the money to buy the coffee. We'll come to that later, but maybe the initial maybe the initial goal should be find a way to be able to pay for coffee i think i've reached a point in my life where even turning the kettle on it it, it feels like a lot of effort i don't know what that's about there was a point in time where i was like make a coffee drink a coffee make another coffee i even decided that i needed to drink more water so made an agreement with myself that if i was going to have a coffee 
because I knew just the sheer volume of coffee I was drinking, that I had to drink a pint of water for every coffee. And all that made me do was go to the toilet a lot. Um, so, I don't know what's happened recently, but the thought of turning the kettle on, filling the kettle, turning the kettle on and boiling it, and putting coffee in a cup, it, it, it just feels like too much effort. And I don't know why. Because I don't think it's like my, my natural inherent laziness. I think it's something else. I think there's a part of me that knows that I'm drinking too much coffee. And has just put some kind of weird barrier in the way. And that weird barrier is, oh, but it's too much effort to make a coffee. Think about that statement. So, I should maybe work out how to pay for coffee before working out where I'm going to get an assistant from. Remember all those times I was complaining about how windy it was? Well, I've, I've got a new um, least favourite weather. Uh, and that new least favourite weather is rain. It has rained so much recently. He says, having had... I think it's been like the last two days have been absolutely glorious. Um, spring has sprung, apparently, according to, uh, you know, people on the internet. But before that, it was literally non-stop rain. Um, my back garden is just destroyed. I, I reached the point where I was like, uh, "There is no, there are, there's no grass. It's just mud. The uh, the edges, they're just mud. Uh, we've got like uh, the start the start of a swimming pool at one side. So there's that." Um, where the park is, the park near the house, um, the the pavement was basically flooded, waterlogged, whatever you want to call it. So uh, running in shoes that are as far away as you can get from being waterproof, it was just wet feet, damp feet, cold feet. Um, trying to take the dog on the field just for like a a wander around and a sniff it's just like it's wet I can't go this way because it's just completely waterlogged can't go that way because it's just a pool a giant puddle of water you end up with about 30 feet of barely usable grass it has been it has to have been the wettest winter um ever it, it's been insanely wet um but yeah like i say uh it's been been sunny the last couple of days so maybe 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 it's changed maybe it, it maybe it is spring um 
as I was saying before, I've been going swimming quite a bit. Um, I enjoy swimming. It's something that, um, as anybody that's listened to this before knows, it's not always been my favourite. When I was really little, uh, I was afraid of the water, afraid of swimming. Um, and then that quickly changed. Um, and then I, from that point, I, I've I've loved swimming. I love swimming. I love being in the pool. Um, and, and and that. So we've been going a lot recently. My youngest, uh, she has lessons, uh, but she also likes to go. Um, my older two um, are a bit a little bit. Hit or miss with swimming, uh, especially my eldest, um, which makes for or can make for a difficult time when it comes to uh, when it comes to swim. Um, but I wrote down two things um, to talk about with regards to swimming. I'm not going to talk about one of them. Um, did you need to know that? Probably not. But I'm going to talk about something else. <sighs> this is uh, this is something that I've noticed forever, forever and ever and ever, and I kind of want somebody to explain it to me, and I kind of want to ask the the people in question what the mentality is behind this phenomenon if you go to I imagine quite a lot of swimming pools have this system they have a section set out probably 30% of the pool set out with lanes and if you want to go and swim lanes swim up and down the swimming pool you would go in one of those lanes so, the swimming pool that, that we go to has um, a, a slow lane for people who still want to swim lanes but want to take it easy. Um, and a fast lane. I think of the three, it's possibly maybe two slow ones and a fast one. Which probably makes sense. Um... So that's that's how pretty much every swimming pool I've ever been to has been set out. A space for swimming lanes. And the rest of the pool is set out for your families, your kids, your your whatevers, your your people that are going to swim for recreational purposes. So my question is when there is a space that is specifically set out for people who want to swim lanes. What is the deal with the people who knowingly know that is the setup decide to attempt to swim up and down the swimming pool but in the like the general use area? When there is a specific 
space set aside for this purpose. And then choose, because this is a choice that's being made, choose to get all pissy when they can't just swim up and down the swimming pool. Knowing full well there is a section of the pool that is designated for what it is they're trying to do. What is the what is the thought process? The thought process being, I don't want to go in the area designated for swimming up and down the swimming pool. I just want to be able to swim up and down the swimming pool. This has been a phenomena that I have seen, faced, dealt with for as long as I've been swimming. It baffles the shit out of me. And the reason that I've never asked anyone, any of these people, is because I think it would come across as like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing this? You, you don't need to be doing this here. Why don't you go in your area? But I'm genuinely interested to know why. What, why? Why would somebody choose to do that? I don't understand. Here's one for Um been doing a lot of baking recently um, and I'm not the only one there has been a lot of baking going on in, in my house um, I've always <clears throat> found that there were, that baking's a good activity to do with children or at least the idea of it is the practice not so much um, I think I got that from from my upbringing from my from my growing up uh, see I seem to remember a lot of baking um, but do you know what the downfall of doing a lot of baking is that there's then a lot of baked goods in the house I've probably talked about this before because it's something that I face at various points in time that I really struggle with in the I don't want it in the house. I want to do the the baking, and then I, you know, have a little try, have a little slice, have a little slither, you know that kind of thing. But then I don't want all of those calories in the house. I want to be able to like give it away. Like if there was some way you could take your bacon and drop it off, and, and just that that's kind of that. That would be super cool. It, it's just, I want the I want the act of baking without the product, the end product. Especially when you convince yourself that what you've baked is, you know, like a healthy alternative. Like, oh, I made flapjack. That's a healthy alternative to other things. Is it though? 
So I'm going to tell you a story. This is this is a story that made me angry and amused at two separate points. Um, I had a voucher for buy one get one free on coffee, um, but in actual fact, I had two vouchers. And what was interesting about these vouchers was on them nowhere were there any terms and conditions. The only thing that were on was on the voucher was voucher expires thirty first of the twelfth, twenty twenty two. That was it. It was the only thing written on the voucher. Other than Buy, buy a coffee, get one free. So I went, well, if I've got two vouchers that have no terms and conditions on them, and I take them to the place to redeem them, surely that means I can get four coffees and use two vouchers and pay for two. And I talked at length... Uh, I said to Leanne, I was like, in theory, I can take both of these vouchers, no terms and conditions, get myself four coffees. Two for me, two for you. One hot, one cold. Boom. So away away I go with my with my vouchers in hand. And I get to the coffee place and I said, can I have this drink? And can I have this drink? And can I have this one? And this one? Okay, cool. Told me how much it was going to be. Best part, 20 quid. I said, oh, I've got these vouchers. Um, Because I've got two, can I use them both? (sighs) So it went like this. Oh, I don't know. I'll have to check. Right. Okay. Okay. So she went off further down the thing. Uh, oh, this this guy's got two vouchers. You know those vouchers you can get? He's got two. Uh, and she didn't even get to the question. The person she was asking was like, no, you can only use one at a time. She comes back. Uh, no, you can only use one at a time. Now, there was an internal conflict at this point in time because... I knew full well that there were no terms and conditions on the vouchers. I was like, you have made a decision with no information there. You have just decided that's the case. Now, at any other time, at any other day, in any other situation, I would have just left it. However, my temper and temperament and whatever you want to call it my patience for other people has been incredibly short this week and rather than me doing my usual okay fine I'll just accept what you've said instead 
I said, all right, that's interesting because there are no terms and conditions on the vouchers. So without any terms and conditions, in theory, both vouchers can be used because there's nothing to say that they can't be used. What I got back was, no, you can only use one. And I was like, (sighs) at this point in time, I know that you're wrong. But I also know that you have made a split decision and you are not going to shift from that, even though at the same time, you probably know that I'm also right. This is a waste of my time. So I tell you what, how about I just pay you and I'll fuck off, which is what you want me to do at this point in time. So I went, right, fine, whatever. Uh, I gave the woman one voucher. I paid for my drinks. Uh, I collected my drinks. Now, here's how these sorts of things go. Um, I ordered very specific drinks. Uh, The first drink came. I was like, right, fine. And I looked at it. I was like, I mean, did, did you throw the coffee at the cup? So that was the first one. Two more drinks came. But in the process, as of working up to this, the person making the drinks was asked by the person that took the order, have you made this drink in a particular way? And they said, yes. And the person said, well, that wasn't what it was supposed to be. So they had to remake one of the drinks because they'd made it wrong. Two more drinks pop up on the counter and they look like they had been thrown at each other. Like, cool. And then finally the fourth drink appeared. And I I picked up the, the four drinks and I headed off out to the car, chuntering a bucketful. Motherfucking, why the fuck would you have voucher that doesn't have terms and conditions on when you can ultimately just make up a term or condition and I get in the car and I'm driving back home and I'm like fucking I tell you this fucking some fucking people ah man fucking whatever and as I'm pulling onto the drive I went I mean I suppose it wasn't that bad because I, it only cost me £9 for four drinks. Hang on a minute. It only cost me £9 for four drinks. That can't be right. So I picked up two of the four drinks, brought them inside, picked, went back, got two more drinks, brought them inside... I'm going to have to check. So I checked to see how much I paid. And I had in fact paid £9. For four drinks. Which was. um, That's right. Half the value of the four drinks. 
So in actual fact, rather than letting me use the two vouchers, what she did instead was put the entire order through for buy one, get one free. And ultimately, I got four drinks for £9. Uh, that's kept me chuckling for the rest of the day. Uh, funny how things turn out. <clears throat> so um, a very quick mention of something um, me and Lan were working our way through Breaking Bad finally uh, finished it again for me first time for her um, just just awesome um, this evening started a new show um, something I, re- I saw trailers for and I was like oh I want to watch that and then I've seen like since it's come out I've seen it, other stuff I was like oh I really want to watch that so this evening I started uh, Dope Sick uh, which is a documentary series a documentary style <coughs> series um, about the Oxycontin epidemic is that the right word it isn't but I can't think what the right word is um, it's got Michael Keaton in him it's got Rosario Dawson in him both of them are just they, they genuinely make things for me like Michael Keaton is just an absolute juggernaut when it comes to like acting I don't think I've seen anything that he's been in that I haven't enjoyed Uh, I really enjoy the stuff that I've seen Rosario Dawson do Um, obviously put those two together add a load of other people um, and add a subject that fascinates me and you've got the makings of a good show watched the first episode uh, this evening uh, absolutely gripped by it just like the sheer insanity of certain aspects of things um, <clears throat> and how certain things are allowed to be a certain way and how things are allowed to continue a certain way it's just it's, it's utter madness to me um, so I'm very much looking forward to watching more of that hope to sort of get through I think it's only 8 episodes so that'll be interesting a nice sort of compact uh, TV viewing I watched Spider-Man Far From Home um, I think I've mentioned this maybe last week, maybe recently. Um, the Tom Holland Spider-Man films, I know that they're good films, but there's something about them that I can't. I've never really been able to put my finger on. Um, but something about them I don't like. And then last week I seem to have hit on it. 
uh, and it was to do with I feel that that they're just a little bit too young. I was listening to um, part of the um, like the making of, and it was Tom Holland said for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is like, um, oh, you know, we we really wanted to make it feel like these kids have got like you know kid stuff to do, like they've got like homework to do, and I was like, yeah, and I think that's what's wrong with them for me. Uh, I watched it. Uh, I think this one I struggle with. Uh, it's just those things like, you know, it's set all over the world, but it's Spider Man. You know, Spider Man's always been a, like a, a New York kind of thing. Obviously, they're going against type with that. Um, there's a large amount of the film where Spider Man is not necessarily spider-man which again a bit weird um I, I, I never know like i quite like jake gyllenhaal in the stuff that he does i always think he's he's a reasonably good actor um i've always enjoyed again enjoyed stuff that he's been in and, and the fact that he was a bad guy I was a bit like, mm, don't know how that sits with me. And I don't know if that's just my perception of things. So there's a lot sort of going on. Um, there was aspects of this film that annoyed me way back, like when it was first released. Um, because it had been set up in a certain way. Like, oh, Mysterio's in it. Like, Okay. It's like, oh yeah. Right, so he's the bad guy then. Oh well, we don't know. You know, it seems it seems very much in the trailers like he's the like he's a good guy. Like, but he's a Spider-Man villain. It, it's not going to be that way. Well, you don't know. You haven't seen it. He could be a good guy. No. He's a Spider-Man villain, and it really bugged me. That A, it was set up that way, and B, people bought into it. And I think it kind of felt a lot about, a lot like the, this is the generation that we're dealing with now where nobody knows the source material behind the, these films and these, <clears throat> these characters. So a lot of stuff like that's just taken at face value. It's like, but it's not, so. Um, however I still really want to see the new one the new Spider-Man film um, and, I, and there was a point in time where I was taking some sort of time for myself and uh, I, I'd sort of found a point in time where I could, could have gone to the cinema to see it um, and I didn't in the end because I hadn't watched um, far from home but I still really want to see it and I've got to that point now where I'm a bit like oh you know can I go at this point and can I go at that point problem we've got is it's nearly going to be released on you know blu-ray so it's cinema showings <clears throat> are almost non-existent 
I think you can go at like 10 o'clock in the morning if you want and that's it <clears throat> so kind of difficult to do that um, I have still been playing Ghost of Tsushima um, kind of finished it <clears throat> I think I mentioned that I'd started the DLC um, so I've written down two things about the DLC at two different points in time initially when I started it what I'd written down was I didn't like it I didn't like the DLC I felt, I felt they'd tried to do too much I also felt that they didn't really tell you how to do a lot of it um, that it felt like they tried to add stuff in just for the sake of it but then it added stuff in that was in some ways quite complicated especially when they didn't tell you what to do <clears throat> but then having played it and got into it a bit more <clears throat> started to feel better about it and it really as a <clears throat> as a thing it, it makes you change the way you play the game enemies will change the way they fight you which means that you have to change the way you fight them which initially I wasn't sure how I felt about but the more time went on the more it felt like an extension of the game it was like the next logical step it was like oh yeah of course this is definitely how it should have gone um i did uh i did play through it i, I have completed the dlc now and i've gone back to the main game and i've finished the main game however i haven't unlocked all of the areas i haven't completed all of the areas which I now look at as a real oversight and I don't know why I didn't do it I think I was waiting for something to happen that wasn't going to happen unless I did a particular thing which I haven't done and I realise that now and now I feel really mixed about it because I'm like well I've kind of finished it but I haven't so I need to finish it and it just all fe it all feels very weird. Um, I do want to get it finished. Um, I have lined up a series of other games that I want to play. Um, as I mentioned last week, the games section of the podcast might take a little bit of a step back because anything that I've mentioned that I want to play coming up will be an old game. And I don't particularly want to bore you. And as I said last week, he says, talking about Ghost of Shima, which we have covered before quite extensively. Um, that is, the, is, is that for this week. Um... <clears throat> Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I don't know if it was a tough one for you this week. It was certainly was a tough one for me. Um, I will catch you guys next week. Uh, so, yeah. See you then. There we go. What do you think to that? Another one done. Another week gone. Where does the time go, I tell you? Thank you for listening along. And uh, just before we go, 
will uh, once again ask you to please do consider subscribing. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, it doesn't matter where you get them, uh, do just click a, a subscribe button of some sort, and uh, and then you'll get updated when there's new episodes. Uh, you can also check out our website, thecookiecast.com. We've got social media links and email links, uh, so you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways and let us know how you're getting on. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.